Hello and welcome to another episode of the Successful Home Ownership Show with your host Richard McKenzie. And I hope you are having a great day. As I am recording this, I'm looking out the window and seeing raindrops and that begs the question, which is why I titled this episode, Water, Your Enemy and Your Friend. So which at your house or the house you're going to buy or maybe the house you're going to sell, at this point in time, at this juncture, do you consider water your enemy or your friend? On the friend side of the fence, you can think of wonderful songs like singing in the rain and uh, dancing between the raindrops back to your door. Um, I don't know if that's the title of that song and other songs. However, those are more of a positive view of water and rain specifically, but there are many, many more examples of water being very destructive. And though we need it, and though we need it to stay alive, it does cause most of the damage for real estate property in, uh, well, in our country, I guess. Uh, for those who are listening internationally, I would say out of our country and in other countries as well. So let's talk some about water today. To me, this is a very easy topic to talk about because water runs downhill and you simply need to think like water. And you can pretty much identify easy solutions to things. And I guess maybe before I got into this business, for whatever reason, that came easy to me. And my mind went to thinking about solutions for things. Um, but for others, it's it doesn't seem obvious. And, and that's okay. And that's why hopefully you're listening to this podcast and you'll share it with your friends and learn a few things. And then hopefully... You will stay out of future water problems when you are purchasing your house and maybe getting it ready to sell and fixing a few things and maybe saving some money and saving your house at the same time. So let's talk a little bit about water. When you are looking at a house that you want to buy or you're evaluating it and maybe you're a real estate agent, and of course I always advocate using a real estate agent to help you purchase the house. Uh, to get you through that transaction smoothly. And let's pretend that your real estate agent has sent you maybe 10 or 15 houses to look at on the internet, and then they logically whittled it down with your help to three or four, and they're driving you around to those, or I guess this day and age you really drive yourself to them perhaps, and you're going to tour those houses. You want to stop and look at the front of the house first and think like water. Now I'll say a caveat, my oldest son, he really was a smart aleck, and he said, Dad, I can't think like water. Water has a zero IQ. And I said, oh my goodness, uh, just stop being so literal on that. You know what I mean? Uh, at any rate, back, uh, getting the train back on the tracks here that I derailed, when you're looking at the front of the house, you want to think about, is the water from the left lot of your neighbor that side coming to your property and does it flow downhill towards the right your neighbor on the right side or vice versa or in the back in the front how does the land lay how does your house how is your house affected by that and if you have a slab foundation that's one thing if you have a crawl space that's quite another and if you have a basement that's still another and these are things to think about when and when you're thinking about water and how it affects your house 
And then you can also look up and look at your gutters and then look at the surrounding trees. These all matter. Are the trees all close to the house? Are there mature trees? Or is it a newer suburban neighborhood where there's not really any trees and you don't need to worry about getting leaf guards because no leaves are going to land in your, in your gutters unless somebody goes up there with a bag of leaves and dumps them in there. And that's certainly not going to happen. So let's think about how to solve the drainage uh, con concerns and, and problem of water hitting your roof, getting into your gutters, going down the downspouts, and then where does it go from there? That water you want to go somewhere besides against your foundation, preferably well away from your house. So look at the land and use some logic, and how does the land lay? If you have, let's say, if you're looking towards your house, the highest point on your property is from your neighbor's yard at the rear left corner, and everything flows downhill from there and sort of disperses then if it's going to come towards your house, you want to make sure your gutter downspouts. And if you have mature trees, I'm going to put a plug in here for some leaf guards. And leaf guards come in all different packages or levels of quality, installation, and so forth. So you want to do some due diligence before you go plunk down and sign a contract for $2,500 for leaf guards. There might be some, I don't know, Home Depot, Lowe's, some other installer with a different version using sheet metal screws and those three-foot pieces of mesh and so forth. There might be something that works almost as well without spending copious dollars. Or there might be also in the coupon booklet that, you, that homeowners get when you during the midweek that has those buffet coupons yeah i'm real fond of those indian and, and chinese buffet coupons that's all about me definitely and i'm not being sarcastic that really is all about me um i live to eat not not eat to live uh, but at any rate you have a lot of a lot of home products company advertisements in those midweek um so putting our train back on the tracks, and I do apologize for the interruption. I had to take that call. Business does continue even when I'm recording podcasts. So we were talking about the backyard and the corner of the yard where on this hypothetical situation. The back left corner and the water would flow towards the house. So how do you solve that? Um, a couple things to think about. Number one, there should be some way for the water to be caught coming down off that little slope and then taken away from the yard without it reaching the house. In many cases, over the years, uh, well, back the train up a little bit, the, the builders typically put in what's called a swale, S-W-A-L-E, swale. Swale is a shallow ditch. So every homeowner is capable of doing a little bit of digging to improve their swale because over the years that swale might smooth out, land moves, uh, dirt fills that in, continued rain makes that swale even more shallow to the point that it's not effective anymore. So removing a little bit of the dirt, and, and by the way that makes you a swale digger, not a ditch digger. And that does sound better, doesn't it? That has kind of a ring to it. All right.
So every homeowner is capable of removing a little bit of dirt, putting that dirt somewhere else, and then allowing that swale to drain away from the property. Typically, if it's coming from the top left, then it probably goes to the right and maybe flows into a center swale in between your two properties, yours and your neighbor's. And it definitely should. And if you need some improvement with that, well, maybe you need to talk to your neighbor, become friends, and then eventually you can do a joint swale digging in between your two properties and help both of you drain your water away from your properties. I've seen some people put large drainage rocks in that, create a little culvert or uh, a swale with some rocks in it. That may work as well. But all of that water needs to be shed away from your house so it doesn't reach your house. Other things to look at, again, that I was talking about previously were the gutters and the gutter downspout extensions. I say extensions because your gutter downspouts are simply not good enough to drop the water like six inches away from your house or putting those splash plastic or concrete splash blocks there that take it two and a half feet away from your house. That's really not good enough. The other thing I will say about that is it's not that expensive to go buy 10 to 15 foot pieces of black solid 4 inch tubing which is called drain tile and stick those on the ends of your gutter downspouts. You could also bury those and make sure it goes downhill and put a little grill cap on the end of it so that the water drains out into the yard and maybe towards that aforementioned swale we talked about. When you look at the property and think about water also, remember that, for example, you may have the driveway on the left side of your house. From the driveway to the house, maybe there's no sidewalk, just a bunch of bushes, and there's a little dip. So I'm going to describe the house that I was at the other day, which had a crawl space. And that crawl space was taking in a lot of water because the driveway was about 18 inches higher then the left side of the house and water came off the driveway, dipped down into the bushes, and then eventually soaked through or went underneath the foundation and found its way into the crawl space, making the dirt in the crawl space very muddy and, and totally saturated. And then that crawl space flowed from that top left corner, much like the top left corner of the yard, towards the bottom right corner, which is where the sump pump was. And that's a proper place to put a sump pump. But if there's a way to prevent that water from getting into the crawl space, then you want to do that. So how would you do something like that? Well, on the left side of the house, you would want to put a French drain system. And you're going to need a professional to do that French drain system. That's probably not something you want to take on yourself. And some landscape companies can do the French drain systems, and then other, other times you may need a professional basement waterproofing company to do a French drain system. In either case, it needs to be done right. Now, if you are talking with companies about putting French drain systems, and if you don't know what a French drain system is, you definitely want to watch a few YouTube videos. I won't tell you they've won any Academy Awards. They're not really that exciting but they're going to give you an idea how you can take water away from your house because again it really is the number one item with the house 
all things considered, your foundation is going to be your most expensive part of your house to fix if you have to fix it, and you don't ever want to have to fix it. So prevention is, is, um, is the thought of the day here. Putting in a French drain involves gravel, specifically pea gravel. It involves a drainage tile, which would be slotted in this case. And it may be a single wide, double wide, or triple wide one, depending on how much water you want to catch. And then also some gravel on top of it, dirt on top of it. And if you're talking to a company about putting in a French drain system, they really need to be talking the right language, which would be involving putting what's called a uh, mesh uh, mesh sock around the the um, full length of the hose, the which is your your drain tile, because that will prevent the dirt and clay in our area in Cincinnati from clogging those slots, and that's what it's meant for. It helps keep the mud from caking against the four-inch drain tile and making it clogged up, because that water is supposed to seep into the drain tile and then flow towards the lowest point and drain away through the through the pipe. Now, how's it going to drain away towards the lowest pipe if you don't have it graded correctly? So, uh, proper installations of French drains generally involve a little bit of um, surveying or using some snap lines and just making sure that you're you're going down enough uh, reduction in, in depth or excuse me, increase in depth away from your highest point to your lowest point so that water flows downhill but not too fast you don't want it too fast you don't want it too slow it's got to be just right and there are um, I won't go into all the details about how many how many inches do you reduce a quarter inch per six feet or something like that um, there is there is the uh, criteria for that and the, the proper recipe and that's something left for the experts so we'll leave it to that so that all can be done. So you are digging a ditch in that case. You are burying a pipe. You are installing it, getting uh, uh, gravel delivered to the house and so forth. And uh, in, in my house, I have several French drains in my yard, and they work real well. Made sure they were done well. And it won't break the bank if you shop around and, and um, figure out how to do it. But you want to keep that water away from the house. So that's very important. A few other things I do want to talk about. Um, window wells. Window wells are meant to be leaf free. Uh, plants should not grow in your window wells. Trees should not come out of your window wells. Should you put a cap on them or a cover? Eh, it really depends. Uh, but you should not be in a situation where you have a sump pump working and plugged in for your window well. Why would you ever have a sump pump in a window well? Because the footer drain probably has collapsed and is not draining, therefore the window well fills up and it needs an artificial way to have the window wells not fill up with water so that the water does not seep into the basement at that point. So we have been, I think over the past several years, we've gone to houses where in two occasions there was a sump pump sitting in the window well. Well, that certainly needed further valuation by qualified uh, basement waterproofing contractor with attention to possibly the footer drain and maybe snaking that out to make sure that's not collapsed or cleaning it out or power augering it out. 
Um, so window wells are important. Um, they should not be clogged up for sure. And they are meant to drain water down to the footer drain. So that's, that's important as well. Um, simply affecting the grading of the land against your house. So just like a simple swale is very important, making sure that water does not flow towards the house and at the last, for example, 18 inches of the house to two feet, if you need to add some topsoil and pack it in and slope it away from the house to keep water from getting against your foundation, then that's another $100, $200 solution that just involves some good old-fashioned labor using a hoe, one of those big tooth rakes, and a shovel and a wheelbarrow. Um, that can be solved in, in probably one or two days <clears throat> with, with good, good work. So that's something that you need to consider. And if we put something like that in a report, that's really important, really, really important to do. Um, where you have um, in a basement or outside a perimeter drain that's been installed with a sump pump, those are types of installations that need to be done by professionals who are qualified basement waterproofing companies. Um, here in town in our area, we have companies like the Basement Doctor um, and, and several others that, are, that you get a transferable warranty with. Why is the transferable warranty important? Well, if you go to sell the house and the people ask you about a warranty and who did the work, you want to be able to hand them something to give them confidence. So that's very important. Whatever company did the work needs to have a transferable warranty. Um, a couple of other things to reduce water and so forth are uh, in crawl spaces. And this probably can be a recording in the future, a podcast in the future. And I probably will make it one. And that's just about crawl spaces. And that is the proper way to do one so that you're not dealing with a whole bunch of moisture in your crawl space, which leads to mold, which is a nasty situation and can make your, your life in your house pretty miserable if your crawl space is not a good environment. So we'll leave that for the future. So what have I covered today? Water, is it your friend or foe? It is both. Uh, but in the worst situations where the water is running towards your house and you are not doing anything to prevent that, it can be your foe and it will eventually cause problems with your foundation if you don't correct it. So when you're looking at houses and your realtor is taking you to look at houses, before you go in the house, and I've said this before, and get distracted by the eye candy, that is the granite countertop and your stainless steel appliances, take a couple laps around the house do like my oldest son did and think like water and um, make sure that the water is going to drain well. And if you are under contract or going to be under contract or something like that and you get in a rainstorm and you're comfortable driving out to the house to see how the house performs in heavy rains, then, you know, that's not a bad thing to do either. Uh, probably better if the house is vacant rather than people living there. Hey, there's some idiots outside running around our house in the pouring rain. Let's call the police. So that probably wouldn't go well. Um, that said, uh, I think I've covered enough for this episode. And I hope you got something out of this to help you deal with water and buying your house. And until our next episode, this has been Richard McKenzie with the Home Ownership Show. And thank you for listening.